Hi, everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host, Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I can't. I, I just... I'm glad I got the middle act of this episode because at least it was easy. I could just capture the clips of the guest stars and ignore the intense terribleness that surrounds them and focus on their terribleness. No British jokes, Matt? Nothing about, like, fish and chips or... You know, not ta- Judy Tower. Dench's fish and chips. No, Tower London, or you know, Pip Pip Cheerio, yeah. top of the whatever. Hi guys, we are brought to you by Sports on Patreon. You can support us by going to Patreon.com/slash The Simpsons Show for only two dollars a month. Get access to all of our bonus content. We have a person to thank, Matthew. Oh, goody, Alex Davis. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Alex. This week's episode is the Regina Monologues, episode EABF22, originally aired November 23rd, 2003, written by John Swartzwetter, and it is his last episode, last one he ever wrote, even though he did contribute to the movie, apparently. But John Swartzwetter, most prolific Simpsons writer of all time, wrote the most episodes still to this very day, and this is the one he goes out on. Yeah, John Swartzwater wrote some great episodes and some weird books, and this is whew, very yeah. bad. Directed by Mark Kirkland, received a 7.0 rating with approximately 12.2 million viewers. The couch gag the back wall is a Play-Doh fun factory press that creates clay figures of The Simpsons, which is, you know, it's fine. It's That's not, cool. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not bad. It's new. Yeah. Um, we got a um, bunch of guest stars, man. I know you love them all. Yay. Wonderful, wonderful guest stars that are uh, great people. Jane Levy, Jane Levy's as Edwina. She is most famous, you know, playing Daphne in Frasier. Uh, Tony Blair as himself. Evan Marriott as himself. Ian McKellen as himself. And J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling as herself. Who is Evan Marriott? I was trying to figure that out. Um, Evan Marriott is um joe millionaire was that who that is oh okay that makes sense yeah because he was uh in cherry orchard or something like that for that that one sentence he said yeah he was joe millionaire i so sure remember joe millionaire i do back when reality shows were well just as stupid as they are now but people thought they were real they're just as terrible now there's no difference um you guys may notice the long list of celebrity guest stars does not improve this episode of television. Um, well, it's Simpsons travel episodes, so... I mean, who's the celebrity guest star in Bart vs. Australia, Matt? No, I'm saying on top of it being a, a Simpsons travel episode, which can be either good or mostly bad, uh, we have a bunch of guest stars, which usually means bad. Yeah, it's not great. Um, oh, <sighs> okay. Um... The episode begins, again, another hallmark of really tremendous travel episodes where they don't even mention the name of the place they're going until the last three seconds of Act 1, which is what how this episode, this episode goes, where we start, first act could be anything, entirely disconnected from, it could, you could, you could cut off episode one, uh, episode, Act 1 from this episode, it would not change anything. Yep, you could just say, Simpsons are going to uh, the UK, see ya. So we have Burns and Smithers walking around town. Burns wants some popcorn. Smithers won't give him any money because apparently Smithers is just his wallet. So Burns has to pull out his ATM card. Again, 
there's a lot i i am it's so frustrating talking about this episode because there's not any rhyme or reason in any of this so he we, we burns at an atm gets out a thousand dollars and you know what atms do whenever you take out money matt uh they let the money go and it just flies away no they shoot out that a bill all the time no but they shoot out a bill that is exactly the amount of money that you request well this is obviously a billionaire's atm and it has only thousand dollar bills in it i that's the thing like a thousand dollar bill which they have not made for decades yeah it's fine it, but it's again it's when it's something so stupid starts out the episode is just it just these layers of stupidity of things that are like this episode like a lot of the time when people talked about the simpsons and they talked down about the simpsons they don't they don't do this anymore because i mean they do but they talk about the the latter the bad years the zombie simpsons so to speak but when people talk about the golden years of the simpsons they recognize how good it is but there was a lot of time when people talked about down about the simpsons because it was a cartoon it's not you can't respect it it's like looney tunes you don't even know looney tunes has a lot of artistic merit too but it's a cartoon didn't take any skill to make and this is the kind of episode where i go yeah you're right this is a cartoon it's full of nonsense it's not yeah, Nothing. this is like a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Just so you know, there are currently only 165,372 remaining $1,000 bills, and they are only held by collectors. Okay, good to know. So, Burns takes out $1,000, the bill floats out, hits him in the chest, knocks him down, floats away. Uh, which, sure, we have this same conceit, <laughs> literally started a different episode, Boy Scouts on the Hood, but... Where Bart and Milhouse randomly find money, which is what happens. Bart and Milhouse are playing a video game. They're playing Hockey Dad. I would say Hockey Dad is the highlight of this episode. It's the best thing that happens in this episode. It's the only good joke, really. Yeah, Bart and Milhouse are playing Hockey Dad, and they're playing two Hockey Dads uh, get that fight each other in a fighting game. It's the only kind of moment of any kind of joy I found in this episode at all. But the $1,000 bill lands in Milhouse's hair. Uh, Bart takes it, pockets it, then brings it to the family. $1,000. Do you know how much furniture we could rent with this? You rent nothing. This money's mine. I found it. Which means someone lost it. You'll have to put up flyers and see if anyone claims it. (gasps) Marge, this is why people don't tell you things. (laughs) I... This is filler, man. It is 100% filler, because... It's just, how do we get to the point where the Simpsons go to the UK? They want to take a vacation. They've got a thousand bucks. That's not enough. Let's make something wacky happen to fill time because we don't have enough British jokes. Because this is, like, none of this matters. None of this, like, it, 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 like, all they have to do, like, they literally find this money. It just floats to them. And they could have just found the exact amount of money to go to the UK if that's the end goal. Like, they don't go through any challenges to get, and, and none of this is funny. This is this this episode is like it's it's a non midi. It, it has no jokes. It has anti humor. It's the anti laugh equation, Matt. Like we we pro- we posited prior that that is what this episode is. It is because every time you're tempted to laugh, something stupid happens so quickly after it that you're just like, no, no, it's not funny anymore. Yeah, there there's no there's no joy in this episode for me after Hockey Dad is over. So. They put up flyers. Everyone in town tries to claim this thousand dollar bill, which I don't think you actually have to. 
Marge's theory, like Marge, like you have to put up no, like no, you don't. Why would you have to nope. do that? You found the money; it's yours. Yeah, like this isn't like a car. This isn't like a collectible. This is a money. It's it's. There's literally no way to trace who owns it. You can't just say who lost a thousand dollars and expect someone to show up and. It doesn't work like that. It, it's stupid, and it makes Marge look stupid. And it, another, just another line of dumb things. So, uh, they have to, they, everyone comes to, to claim the money. It's no one, obviously no one else's money. Now the Simpsons have to decide what to do with it. What am I going to do with a thousand dollars? It's Bart's Moon Party from Outer Space. We fight 2D to play in the base. No one's touching the hors d'oeuvres. It's Bart's Moon Party from outer space. But what? Bart, why don't you spend the money on something for Mom? She does so much for us. Well, someday I'd like to go on a nice vacation. We've gone on plenty of great vacations. Yeah, but you always wind up kidnapped or on a chain gang. And I don't even want to get into what happened on our honeymoon. I still don't know why you had that photo enlarged. Oh, forget it. Bart, don't waste your money on me. <sighs> Great lady. Look at the crosshatching on Grover Cleveland's tie. I completely buy the illusion of shadow. This must be worth, like, a million dollars. Time's up. Beat it, do-rags. Oh, I want to see it some more. If you let me keep looking at it, I'll give you a quarter. Hmm. This gives me an idea. Ironically... Nelson is right. It is those bills are generally worth far more than their face value. <laughs> it, it's a why are we having this discussion, Matt? I don't know because anything's better than talking about the no, what's no, about to no, happen. not not you and me. But why is this show and us having this discussion? Why are oh, yeah, we? That I couldn't tell you. Why are we spending? Why are we spending time about Bart debating how to spend a thousand dollars when they are gonna go to the UK? That's what this episode is. This episode is a Simpsons vacation episode. It's Simpsons travel episode. They go to the, they go to London. That's the episode. They know that that's what they want to do. Why are we spending, why are we wasting time with Bart's moon party and debating if we should spend the money on Mars or not? Like, why, why this charade? Why, why are we doing this? Because Bart gets an that idea, Bart gets, is to set up a museum to exhibit the bill and charge money to get in. There's also a part of the museum that is about Bart, and then again, another part of the museum that's about Lisa. Uh, talking about how bad she is, a uh, sister. Uh, there's these are ostensibly jokes. Uh, ostensibly, it's a good way to put it. I I I I think the Marge trying to sell membership of the museum to Doctor Hibbert was okay. The, yes, that was good. Bart Fordham magazine. That's okay. Uh, but again, none of this is like none of this is so good that I went, oh, this definitely warrants the like this is. This stuff is so good that it makes its own case. Like, it's it's fine, but it's just another, like, well, or I'm just looking at my watch the whole time. I'm like, are we going to the UK? Like, what's happening? <laughs> like, where are we doing this? So, Bur Burns shows up. Burns shows up and now claims the money. 
and they and he claims it because he has an imprint of the thousand dollar bill on his chest from when it hit him. And it's a good thing his heart wasn't in his chest at the time, or things could have been really bad. It would have been terrible. Uh, so they give back the money, but they made three thousand dollars from the museum, and now they're gonna use that money to take Marge on a vacation. The only question is where. That is when Grandpa chimes in with a story that I'm not going to play the clip for. Instead, we're going to get to the end of this act. Here's the clip for that. Grandpa, that's so romantic. We gotta go to England. That sounds great, but only if your father promises to behave. Marge, I'll be on my best behavior. You have my word as a gentleman and a lady. Now, let's see. Which rifle should I bring? Well, Robbie, it's, it's an important question. What rifle do you bring to the UK where those things are incredibly illegal for a person to have? I, so Abe tells a story. I didn't play the clip because it's really long and there's not any jokes in it, ostensibly, again. Because he had a, a, a lover there during the war when he was in World War II. And so he wants to meet up with her again? Why? Uh, because no one in America loves him anymore. <laughs> I just don't like he's and like he literally says I don't I just remembered this and and Lisa's response is that's romantic I don't that's not romantic that he left a woman behind during like they had a wartime fling and now 60 years later he remembers her like I okay but even if okay I'm all all that aside all that aside Matt the reason they're going to the UK, there's two reasons, right? One, they want to take Marge on a vacation. Mm-hmm. Two, Abe remembers this woman, and he wants to go see her, I guess. Yes, you have to have two reasons, Robbie, because one reason is not enough. Well, I I just, you would think that because they, they, they had Abe tell, like, but the specifically why they went to London in particular is because Abe had a, had a, had a woman there, a sweetie, a lover. A fling, an affair, back during the war. That is why they chose London. They chose the UK. Not just any random place for a vacation. They chose England because of that. So you'd think that at some point we would have any mention of Abe looking for this woman. Well, Robbie, they don't remember that this is an actual plot they could have spent more time on, except for the beginning. The phone call when they get there... And the very end when she shows up, it's as if Abe doesn't even exist. Yes, Abe is just gone from the rest. Like, he briefly appears, and then he briefly appears at the end, and then he's disappeared from the episode. The rest of it is just garbage. Random garbage. Uh, there, it's, if it was, okay, we go to commercial, seven minutes and ten seconds in. Uh, so yes, and when we come back, uh, the family has finally made it to the UK, and meeting them at the gate is none other than the Prime Minister, Tony Blair. Hello, welcome to the United Kingdom. Prime Minister Tony Blair? Why are you greeting lowlifes like us at the airport? Because I want to encourage all the world to come see the beauty of 21st century Britain. Would an American dollar encourage you to leave us alone? No, but thank you. Tony, I mean Mr. Prime Minister... What should we see first? There's so much to see here. Parliament, 
Stratford-on-Avon, the White Cliffs of Dover. Oh, and you Americans love castles. There's a huge one in Edinburgh, the city where I was born. The place I was born is now a gator farm. Smashing. Maybe you could give us a personal tour of your country. I'd love to, but I'm late for an appointment. I'm greeting a lovely Dutch couple at Gate 23. Cheerio. I can't believe we met Mr. Bean. Yes, by the way, get used to those James Bond stings. They are everywhere in this episode. (laughs) It's just what they wanted to do. So the Simpsons have met Tony Blair, voiced by himself, which it was a big it was a big deal at the time. But Tony Blair was a bad politician. He was a, uh, basically every prime minister England has had for, or has said the UK has had for the past 50 years has been bad. That's just the way <laughs> things work. US presidents are similar. So they meet Tony Blair. They go outside. They get a cab. Uh, it turns out there was already a guy in the cab they thought was a butler. Nope. He's just some guy who was too polite to say anything when the Simpsons stole his freaking cab. Just the way it works, I guess. Uh, Homer is then a jerk to the check in clerk because. Homer's a jerk to everybody. Yeah. Uh, and he's just being mean. I almost captured this as a clip, but I'm like, it's just Homer doing what Homer does in foreign countries, playing the dumb American card. And it's just, it's not even funny anymore. It's just yeah. stupid. I, yeah. Like, I, guys, do a different joke. Like, it's because that's every joke from Homer in this episode a- after the terrible first act is Homer just being an idiot American. And. Is it supposed to be funny for the thousandth time because it's against it's in the UK now and not in Japan or Brazil or quote unquote Africa? Like it's the same. Those are the same jokes. And I will usually forgive you guys reusing jokes, which you do multiple times otherwise in this episode, but not when it's just like this episode is just filled with it. And it's like it's just like, oh, the joke is that Americans are stupid and Homer is an American. Like I have a simple requirement, Matt, for yes, The Simpsons. It has to be smart. That's all. Like, I don't, for the humor in The Simpsons. Like, it could be the lowest of lowbrow humor where Homer gets knocked in the head with something. Or the highest reference point of, you know, some weird confluence of different types of absurd humor that only five people on Earth get. But it has to be smart. It has to be executed intelligently. That's all I require. Well, Robbie, the problem with that is it's hard to make things like that intelligent. You have to think about things and, and, and engage your brain. And that's just – that's a lot of work for churning out 22 episodes a year. I guess that's true. I guess that's fair because that's what it feels like because this episode is bland and dull. Like it's – I don't – like us – me getting upset about it is frankly too much emotion because I was just staring at the screen like I was just like – Hand on hand on chin, like just staring, like dull, bland, waiting for something, and it's just bouncing around England, going to whatever people, whatever thing people recognize. What do people know about England? Oh, Tony Blair. Oh, J.K. Rowling. Oh, the Tower of London. Oh, James Bond. That is what people know about England. So that's what we're gonna reference over and over. And over again. Yep. Please continue, man. All right. No problem. So uh, the family decides they're going to go out and do some touristy thing while Abe calls every woman in the phone book. 
uh, and ask them, you know, if they were with somebody. Uh, we also find out that Abe is definitely not a gentle, caring lover uh, by his own admission. That's how he basically crosses everyone off. Because, I mean, every woman who's still alive in England was some soldier's side piece uh, during the war, uh, as this episode tells us. So the family decides to go out and they do some you know, a sightseeing. And the first thing they see like, right out of their hotel is J.K. Rowling, who is, well, J.K. Rowling. Look, it's J.K. Rowling, author of the Harry Potter books. You've turned a generation of kids onto reading. Thank you, young muggle. Can you tell me what happens at the end of the series? He grows up and marries you. Is that what you want to hear? Yes. So, yes, as we can see, J.K. Rowling does not like Lisa... Well, it turns out she hates all of her fans because she just keeps making Harry Potter worse and decides that to punish us through that. So the Simpsons were on it years ahead of time. That's the way they work. We all know the Simpsons know everything at least a decade in advance. So more proof of that. Uh, again, the Simpsons keep doing this. They keep wandering on. There's Judy Dench's fish and chips. I don't know why that's funny. I don't know well, why. Here, let me explain in... the joke to you, man. Okay. Cause everyone knows jokes okay. are funnier once they're explained. Um, so you know Judy Dench is right, Dame Judy Dench. Of course, she's a great, great actress, one of the best of all time. You know what fish and chips are, right? I do. Delicious food, delicious fried fish and French fries. Incredibly delicious food, especially and, and French when you fries have there. And with some, get some uh, malt vinegar on. Do you do the malt? Do you opt for malt vinegar? I do not. I am a tartar sauce guy. Uh, fair. I actually, I a little bit of both. I like to do both. Um, however. Do you know both of those things are British? I, I did know them. I just don't know why they're combined. Well, they're British. They're both British. Both Judy Judy Dench is from England, and Fish and Chips are from England. Two great tastes taste great together. Okay. That's the joke. I, I believe it? that. Get uh, it? Also, they're both... Why is th she beating her employees for selling things that they're supposed to sell? Violence is funny, Matt. Okay, I cannot deny that. Violence is funny. Moving on. Uh, Homer, so they're in some random gift shop and Homer thinks he's being good, but it turns out he's already beaten up three people about soccer results that he doesn't understand. So that's, that's Homer for you. Uh, the kids go to a candy shop and apparently British candy is sweeter than the U S which I thought could not possibly be correct because I thought the U S had everything way sweeter than it should be. It's not Am true. Am I wrong about that? That is not true. It is not sweeter. It is better. It is not sweeter though. <laughs> British candy. Oh, that's what I thought. British candy it's not sweeter. British candy is just made with better ingredients. There's less, there's like real sugar in it, not high fructose corn syrup. There's better cho and the chocolate. And vegetable oils instead of, yeah, you know. The chocolate in it is better chocolate. It's higher quality candy. Like it's not treated as a disposable thing. Like at least not the candy they get. They go to a candy shop. And frankly, you go to American candy shops, they also have very high quality candy. So I don't know what this is actually referencing, but British candy is not any sweeter than American candy. It just, it tastes better in general. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. It's in, oh, it's not sweeter. It just tastes better. So you want more of it, which no, the opposite is actually true with a good candy. You feel satisfied after eating it with cheap candy. Eh, probably not so much. So anyway, uh, the kids go on some kind of weird montage binge uh, reminiscent it, of uh, Boy Scouts in the Hood, where they just go nuts and eat lots of candy and act weird. This is referencing Train Spotting, Matt. Oh, I've never actually seen Train Spotting. Oh, God. I assume it's a heroin binge in Train Spotting. Yeah, you're correct. Okay, well then. So the kids go on a heroin binge, and uh, they're all over the place and end up. Uh, well, first, first we see the 
Marge and Homer looking for them, and we get a uh, a surprisingly cognizant commentary on Jimmy Page stealing the music of others, uh, which I'm, I'm pretty sure has is actually true. I mean, I don't know enough about classic rock, but I'm guessing. I think sure Jimmy Page stole some riffs from people, but everyone did. I don't know why they're like single soloing out singling out Jimmy Page. Like he's like the you, hey Matt, you know who you know who the Beatles are, you know who the Rolling Stones are. They they actually reference them as well in this episode. You know what they also did? They also stole riffs from from black jazz musicians and black uh rock musicians from the fifties and forties and and blues musicians from from that era. That's what. Yes, are I, I don't know why that's like groundbreaking information, but music's about theft. I don't know what to tell you. I'm very like I don't know. I don't. Jimmy Page did, but so did everyone else. I don't know what you want to. Maybe Jimmy Page was just more egregious about it. I don't know. I don't know I about classic I, rock. Other than his the first Led Zeppelin album, I I do know about this man here. Other than the first Led Zeppelin album, they were pretty open about what they took. They gave mostly gave writers credits, although there is certain I think current litigation about. Uh, Stairway to Heaven, which I have no idea, which they, again, like, there's a lot of music that is, like, you're stealing from people. It, it I don't know. I'm probably not the best person to ask about this, because I think, like, that's most, like, a lot about writing music is stealing. So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm no. not gonna, I don't know if it's fair to just point out Jimmy Page. Like, yeah, so did all the Beatles, the Beatles stole stuff, so did Rolling Stones, The Who, every classic rock band you know of, they stole music from blues musicians of the earlier time periods. All right, fair enough. So, uh, so yes, uh, we also get more James Bond music as Homer pulls a lever and then one of the cars from a uh, Ferris wheel pops off and runs, goes through the water, which, okay, sure. That's not really a joke. I mean, we talked this week about magical realism and Bob's Burgers and how you have to kind of set your brain aside. This is just weird. This goes way beyond magical realism. This is just randomness. No, it's just, no, it's, it's, the joke is everything in England is catered to spies because of James Bond. Okay. I want here's here here is the thing, Matt. I want what I want you to do is imagine this bit without the James Bond sting, without the well, then it would just be boring. It just Homer pops off and rides a weird thing. That's because that that's the joke is so vague that it requires the explicit the James Bond music sting for you to understand it, and then you go, oh, oh, all right, fair enough. So. Yes. Homer, okay, so the the family spots the kids and they jump off the Ferris wheel uh, and, and go after them. Uh, the kids are strung out on a sidewalk, uh, which again, I have to assume is from train spotting. It's like they just end up, you know, completely you know, in a puddle, essentially, where two British gentlemen uh, come across them and start making wagers a la, um, it's not Pygmalion, it's the uh, My Fair Lady, I think it is. Is that what you're going with? I have no idea, man. Okay, I'm pretty sure it's My Fair Lady, which is basically Pygmalion. Uh, not Pygmalion. Don't watch that. Pygmalion, the original play. Uh, where one of the bets they can make the children into a proper British lady or lord. And thankfully, Homer comes along to stop the stupidity in progress. But then the British pe- guys make out? I Okay? Are they trying to say that British gentlemen are all gay? I don't... What? Anyway. If Robbie has no explanation of that, we're just going to move on to the I, Simpsons killing uh, Ian McKellen. 
Why? Go ahead, Matt. Macbeth. Good luck. All right. Sir Ian McKellen, you're my favorite Shakespearean actor. Thank you, my dear. Please take these free tickets to my play. What? What play? We thespians believe it's bad luck to mention the name of this particular play out loud. You mean Macbeth? Quiet, you blundering fool! You'll curse us all! What, by saying Macbeth? Stop saying it! Saying what? Macbeth! Ah, now I've said it. Oh, this is cool. Macbeth, Macbeth, Macbeth! Bart, stop saying Macbeth! Mom, you said Macbeth! Mr. Macbeth, I'm really sorry. That's quite all right. You didn't know. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a performance to give. Good luck! It's bad luck to say that, too! <gasps> so, yes, at the end of this, Ian McKellen is crushed under uh, the marquee, and the Simpsons run off, because why help somebody when you can just run away and not be involved with their death? Uh, we then uh, move on to the Simpsons driving, and Homer apparently does quite well until he enters a roundabout, and I guess... Homer and Marge are too stupid uh, for roundabouts because they they're in the roundabout through the end of the day, which is partly a reference to American drivers and roundabouts and also partly, I think, European vacation, which has a similar bit. Uh, so Homer, in order to get out of the roundabout, just turns left, says, OK, screw it. I'm just going to go across traffic, doesn't try to merge, doesn't try to get out. No, he just turns straight up and somehow runs through the gate to Buckingham Palace and into the Queen's carriage, where he obviously knocks out. The queen, she's very upset. Homer is beat up. There's a changing of the guard. He is beat up again because British jokes. And thankfully, that is where my act ends. And I'm going to go take up drinking now. (laughs) Where's grandpa at all this, Matt? Remember grandpa? Who cares? (laughs) I would say I I like Ian McKellen a lot. He's a he's a great actor. Great he's actor, the, like, the lovely one guest man. Star, I'm like, oh, you deserve better. He's a great actor, lovely man. I wish he was a little uh, used better than the jokes about Shakespeare. Like, that's what we got for him, I guess. Jake's about Macbeth, where he gets struck by lightning. Um, so, <laughs> 15 minutes and one second in, we are at Homer's a Trial for hitting the carriage with his car. Don't... <laughs> what, Robbie? What's so funny? <laughs> oh, this is so stupid. It's so terrible. I'm just laughing at how ridiculous this is, because it's just flashing through my mind, like, of all the steps it would require for me to uh, believe that this is happening. Like, like one, Homer's car is not going to get into Buckingham Palace. There's dozens oh, no, of... A failsafe that are gonna... of, of like stops and, and you know those those weird reverse spikes and all kinds of places where they can just open up the ground and let a car fall in. It would never even come close. We have to get past that to get to the real stupidity and disappointment. <laughs> it just it's like it's the queen. It's not like it's just like oh she just yeah she just walks. They protect her really. She's like. Sure, she has no real power necessarily, but she has a lot of metaphorical power for what the UK is. And like, they're not going to, the royalty is still very incredibly protected. I don't know why they think this is where we should, like, okay, 
Uh, you remember in Bart vs. Australia, Matt? You know what the the, the conflict in Bart vs. Australia was? Uh, Bart was a jerk and Bart, got... Bart uh, rang up a long-distance phone call for some kid. That's what... He got a, some poor kid in Australia a, a big phone bill. And so he has to go to Australia to get to, to get through it. Like, that's the conflict. The reason they go to Australia is not some big thing. It's just a dumb, stupid thing that an actual family could do. Like, that could actually happen to a small, you know, suburban family. In this, Homer runs over the queen. It's so dumb. It's so stupid. It's so cartoonish. Why the queen? Why? Why is this so big? Why is it so dumb? Well, yeah. well, the, the, the problem is it's so out of the blue. Like Bart versus Australia, the ultimate Simpsons travel episode, if you will. Bart is involved with the prime minister. He's going to get kicked in the butt. But it all seems to flow organically. It's not just they run into the queen. It's not completely out of the blue, and that's the real problem with it. It's like, this could never happen. If the Simpsons were over there, and, you know, Marge started talking to the Queen, and they started getting along, haha, this is so funny, blah, 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 and then Homer makes a jerk of himself, that makes more sense. Homer ramming his car into her golden carriage outside of the palace makes no sense at all. So, and, and, man, what, in real life, okay, what would happen to, let's say there's a family, like the Simpsons, and they're 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 a tourist family. They're American, and they accidentally run into the carriage with their car. It's hmm, not not a, a not a what terrorist happened? attack. It's not on purpose. It was a a total act. Sure, it was reckless, but it's not on purpose. What do you think happens to that family? I assume they would get a fine, and they would no longer be allowed to drive in the UK. And as long as no one was hurt, they probably would be said asked politely to leave and not come back. Probably at the worst. Yeah, they probably go. You should. Well, you should probably go home, uh, or something along those lines. Uh, no, Homer's on trial, and apparently, uh, he's on trial for his life. Homer Simpson, you are hereby charged with damaging the royal coach and putting several dents in the royal horse. How do you plead, my lord? We Americans love queens, be they homecoming or dairy. This woman, however, is an imposter. <laughs> Her luggage is inscribed H-R-H, which means her real name must be Henrietta R. Hippo. Why did you let him be his own barrister? What difference could it make? He hit the friggin' queen! I guess it's just too much for me to ask for one vacation where we don't go to jail or to a condo sales pitch. Your Honor, I've completely disappointed my wife. That's punishment enough. You understand these things? You're a grandmother. I'm a man. Oh, and a very manly one, if I may say so, my lord. If I might say a word. I haven't had an easy life. I've seen my country ravaged by war, my family torn by tragedy, and then, as I was innocently making my way to the shops to buy light bulbs, I was blindsided by this great lumbering brute. Boy, she's good. If she were a hundred years younger and I were a hundred years older. <laughs> if there is any love left in you for me, destroy him. America rules! Our beetles are way better than your precious Rolling Stones. <sighs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so Homer serves as his own barrister, lawyer, whatever, own representation. And now they're going to destroy him. So, like, yeah, they're gonna kill him. That is that is what's gonna happen, Matt. They, this is a death sentence. Right? Yep. Because the UK definitely, definitely still has capital punishment. <laughs> uh <laughs> Hey, put another mark in. Hey, don't ignore this. This is just this is fantasy. This is a cartoon. We're not. Don't take this seriously. Don't care about anything. It's all funny except her hippo. Really, like that's the well, that's the joke. Henrietta R. Hippo, obviously, Robbie. That's what we get. That's the joke we got. Like of all the things he could, we could have Homer say Henrietta R. I, hippo. I really want to see Schwartzwater's original script and just see what it was. It can't be this bad. Like, I don't know. So Homer is now in the Tower of London. You know what? The, you remember the Tower of London? It's very British. It's that big thing. You know, it's British. It's it's super British and not at all used for prisoners ever. No, Matt. We they still use the Tower of London as a prison. Obviously, Come and on. they don't know anything about the secret passages in it. Not at all. Uh, Bart is making money, showing people the Homer. Marge blaming herself for some reason because this episode wasn't bad enough. We also have to have Marge blaming herself for Homer's behavior. Oh god, that that part right alone, I just I wanted to slam my head into my desk when she starts blaming herself. Like, oh, it again, it's just terrible writing. This the whole episode is just terrible writing. It's just awful. Um, it doesn't matter. This is all it's nothing. This is all nonsense. None of this matters. This is all empty. All, like and that's the thing. How empty the, when you really break this episode down, it is incredibly empty. The only thing of substance is it is them going around London and looking at things. Like that's the only thing that is like, and that is even itself like devoid of structure. It is just like oh, they go to see they see uh, McKellen, they look at a thing. I'm like I'm amazed Big Ben isn't explicitly referenced. Um, then so Homer's in jail. The family discovers a secret passage. Dad! We found a secret tunnel out of the tower. It was used by Sir Walter Raleigh. A secret tunnel? I don't know. Won't that get me in more trouble? Homer, you couldn't be in more trouble. They're going to put your head on a pike. They're practicing with melons. Smash it on. Don't worry it. Let the pike do the work. Okay, what do I do? Push the gray brick in the back of the fireplace. Sweet freedom, here I am! Put out the fire first. Boy, it's a good thing I'm leaving before I went nuts. Goodbye, sparkly elves. Goodbye! Oh, my God. We've made a terrible mistake. This tunnel comes out in the worst possible place. An elephant's butt? Yes, Bart, an elephant's butt. An elephant's butt, Robbie. That's where it comes out, obviously. That is the funniest joke in this episode, Matt. Sadly, you are correct. I mean, like, if you want to talk about actual jokes, I liked Hockey Dead more, probably, but, you know, that's not really a joke. Um, So, Homer is in the Tower of London. He They find a secret passage. We don't know how they did. Lisa's just holding a book. Maybe we could have seen the family go do that? Like, as a fun scene? Nah, too much work. And, and like, instead of having, like, them maybe talk to J.K. Rowling, 
maybe we have a, a fun scene where the family does a thing that you know like they we have a plot where oh we have to get our dad out of jail so lisa bart and march go to like a secret library library somewhere that has all the special information about the tower of london and they delve into like these big book stacks and we have a fun character scene there and then they pull out a book and they do research and they find this secret passage that'd be a fun scene i'd like to see well that'd be fantastic probably but that would require effort to uh oh what effort oh uh not just empty british crap british reference number 16 um so homer goes to the secret passage ends up in the queen's bedroom and we get all of that leading up to the ending of the episode this is a bit of a longer clip but i thought i'd just play it all at once please your majesty i know that i like many other americans have behaved like a total buffoon but we americans are england's children I know we don't call as often as we should, and we aren't as well-behaved as our goody-two-shoes brother Canada, who, by the way, has never had a girlfriend. I'm just saying. But please, find it in your jewel-encrusted heart to forgive me. That was very sweet of the Queen, letting you go in exchange for taking Madonna back to America. I'm telling you, I'm English. English women don't pump gas naked. See you in Atlanta, bitch. Abe Simpson, are you leaving again without saying goodbye? Edwina, you got my message. Oh, uh, sorry, I never saw you again. I just felt the cultural differences between us were too great. Plus, as the boat pulled away from the dock, I thought you looked fat. You don't have to apologize, Abe. You Yanks saved our bacon. Mmm, bacon. <laughs> Abe, this is my daughter, Abby. She's 58 this month. 58? Well, 59 years ago, your mother and I were have... Oh, uh, well, gotta go. See you in heaven. <laughs> Mommy, he's everything you said he was. Lady, you're gorgeous. You make Dame Edna look like a dude. Why, thank you. You're all right, love. He thought she looked fat, Robbie. That's why he didn't keep in touch. Not because he forgot, but because he thought she looked fat. So Grandpa comes back here at the end. Uh, they remember that that was a plot that they had to kind of wrap up. So Edwina just shows up at the airport, I guess, uh, to say goodbye. Even though this is post 9-11... They wouldn't be able to get to the airport, to the gate. But whatever, who cares? Who cares about facts or, you know, you know, logistics or life, real life? Who cares? They just, they're at the gate. And they have, hey, you know what's a funny joke, Matt? It's really, Edwina has a daughter who's older and she looks like Homer. Ha, ah, I get it because it's obviously Grandpa's kid. Um, because that's the joke that is, that takes up a minute of our time is a joke that oh get it oh it looks like homer ha um that's i i i i i don't want to tell comedy writers how to do their job but that's not a joke guys it's not there's no joke there nope 
that's just an awkward situation. It's, Awkwardness is not funny. The Simpsons writers aren't the only ones that need to learn that lesson. It's not, but it's, there's nothing like, it's like, this is like sub Adam Sandler level humor. Like, if you think, like, I, I'm, I have, I have higher standards to my comedy other than, oh, it's like a guy, but it looks like a lady. That's not funny at all. No joke there, guys. Dan Castellaneta doing a bad female voice with a bad British accent. Not a joke. Um, so, Homer, let me... Okay, I'm going to break down what happens in this episode, Matt. Okay? What actually happens. Concrete things, okay? Bart finds $1,000, uses that $1,000 to make $3,000... They go to London. They spend some time in London. Homer runs into a carriage. Homer goes to the Tower of London after insulting the Queen. Breaks out, talks to the Queen again, and she forgives him. And then Abe finds that woman very briefly at the very end. That is that all. Pretty much wraps it up. That's all that happens in this episode, and none of it. Like the first act is, oh, they find a thousand dollars, and they turn that into three thousand dollars. Well. Why don't they just find $3,000 and then they can go to the UK faster? Or why can't we have... They only have so many British jokes. Why can't they have lead up? Like, I'm not going to say that, oh, it takes too long to get to the UK. Because Itchy and Scratchy Land, you know how long? It takes them seven minutes to get to Itchy and Scratchy Land. Itchy and Scratchy Land's a great episode, and it takes them seven minutes to get to Itchy and Scratchy Land. You know what they do with those seven minutes, though, Matt? Jokes. They do jokes. That's a very important part. I would add that this episode is almost entirely devoid of laughter but I, I like the laughter and the comedy stuff that's subjective you know i try not to be too hard on not including a lot of jokes but the plot and the structure stuff is easy that's the simple stuff and so why like instead of having all this build up about a bart museum and mr burns not carrying his own money and all this random crap why don't you have lead up about London and England, maybe have a character having a reason to go there. Like, hey, Grandpa has a reason to go there because he wants to talk. To, he wants to find this woman. Maybe spend more time with Grandpa's memories of this, or have more time developing Grandpa motivation to go, or Marge wanting to go to London specifically. Like, you spend time giving your characters reasons to do things, and then you include jokes. But instead, we have a thousand dollars turns into three thousand dollars, and we turn a thousand dollars away, and three thousand dollars, and like three thousand. Also, th Matt, three grand, and not enough money. I don't know what they're doing in England, but uh, uh, that ain't enough for an old family no. to travel, even in two thousand three. That ain't enough money. So, and then we spend time in a bunch of like touristy stuff in London. That's fine. Like I, you can argue how much I don't need them to talk to Tony Blair, J.K. Rowling, or Ian McKellen, even. Uh, unless they're going to make use of him and do something interesting. Um, that'd be okay. But then Homer runs into the carriage and insults the queen. Okay, that's something. But what changes in between when he insults the queen and goes to prison and then comes out and talks to the queen and she lets him go? Because it happens in the span of like three minutes. Why the why does he go to the Tower of London at all? It doesn't matter. The Queen forgives him at the end. 
There's no character change that makes her forgive him. He just puts on, he just has a dumb speech. Why can't he have the dumb speech in the courtroom? His, Homer hasn't changed. There has been no arc for Homer. If the, if there's an arc there in between those two meanings, that makes sense. There is no arc. Nothing has changed. Nothing is precipitating him apologizing all of a sudden to the queen. He didn't need to go to prison in the first place. He could have just apologized to the queen right away. But of course, that would have ended the episode. So they had to make it happen like this. I just, it just is just, it's just another filler, lazy, lazily plotted, unfunny. Like, I, I don't understand it. Am I just too, am I too strict, Matt? Am I asking too much? Oh, not at all, Robbie. You are exactly right about this. All we want is an episode where maybe the Simpsons go to the UK for a flimsy reason. That's fine. Flimsy reasons work. As long as it's a quick flimsy reason, not just a, a, an entire act of getting money and then getting more money and then losing money and then they decide to finally start the episode. Uh, you you want to have an axe worth of, you know, funny British jokes? Uh, well, funny uh, of British jokes. That's fine, but they have to set up something that's going to happen. They're British references. references. They're not jokes. Sorry. References. Fair enough. References. Which a lot of people think references are jokes, but hey, Seth MacFarlane, looking at you. But references references are jokes. Those are those are those are they. That is all they are. Is something you recognize. You can use a reference in a joke. Which the Simpsons have done great over the years, but at a certain point, the Simpsons writers have decided that a reference is as good as a joke. It's very frustrating. Yeah, it's very, very frustrating. Just kind of the way things work in the Simpsons world. Yeah, uh, we will rank this episode at the end of the show. Oh, Robbie, is this episode broken? I need to find the clip. Give me one second. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Uh Ah. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah, 100%. There's nothing there's nothing in this episode. Nothing happens. There's no story. Like I want a story in my Simpsons episode. Even if it's stupid, I want a story, but there's no story here. None of the characters go through there's no conflict, there's no drama. Like what Homer goes to the Tower of London, and they're going to chop his head off. Am I supposed to believe that? Is that's because that's what the stakes are. They say they don't have it like, oh, again, Bart versus Australia. Bart's going to get booted. He's going to get kicked in the butt. It's not a matter of Bart's going to die. Why are we putting our family through such cartoonish stakes? This is not the X-Men. This is not the Avengers. This is not Justice League. The death and life and death don't need to be on the line. In fact, when life and death are on the line, it makes your show look cartoonish and silly. So it's adding real life stakes to an incredibly silly situation and when you cross those two it just doesn't work so make it less insane make it something that a person like i myself matt have never been in a situation where i am afraid i'm gonna get killed by the british government (laughs) so maybe have it a something i can relate to as a normal person because that's what i want out of the simpsons i want something i can relate to largely you know, I'm not going to say always, but largely, that's the easiest, simplest path to take. I'm not necessarily saying you can't do something else, but maybe like when you're having a bad go of it, you know, when you're writing a bunch of episodes that are nonsense, maybe make it a little simpler. Maybe dumb it down a little bit, make your life a little easier. Uh, so I think base, how to fix this, base, base stats, this is an episode where the, the family travels to the UK. 
Um, we can still do that. That's easy. I would say yeah. you start the episode with you start the episode by focusing on Abe reminiscing about this woman. Probably, maybe he watches something on television, or he's watching something about World War II, or he's watching a documentary about you know flings or a movie that references a fling in World War II or something. So he starts missing this woman, missing the time he spent with her. And then, hey, simultaneously, you can have the family suddenly come into money. You don't have to spend eight, five minutes talking about it, running up how they've started a museum, a plot to have how they get this money out of nowhere. You can just have them find it. It's fine. Or maybe they get a settlement. found money on so many occasions. Or they get a settlement. Like, oh, uh, Homer, they found he had a health problem because he worked at the plant for so long. And Burns just pays the, uh, everyone, every plant employee $5,000. There you go. They just have to sign some paper that says, I won't sue you for having terrible cancer later in my life or something awful. Um, and then the and Homer wants to spend the money on something else. But then Abe starts talking about wanting to track down this woman in London. OK, there you go. That's the first act. Second act, they're in London. They're trying to track down this lady. And in the process of doing that, they run into hijinks and chaos and they run. We see touristy stuff like they do already. Maybe not have them talk to Tony Blair and J.K. Rowling and every, like, and Ju we don't need Judy Dench's, you know, fish and chips. Maybe, like, do something a little more clever there. Make little smarter jokes about England and the differences between England and America and whatever. Um, certain words. It, so, and, and then, hey, Abe finds that woman, maybe, and... Please, dear God, we don't have a daughter that looks like an older female Homer. That's easy yeah, enough. That's not necessary. I don't think you Grandpa need... Grandpa just, just finds the woman. That's the end. And decides that, oh, I don't like you. That's cool. Or they have they have a moment together and they realize that they've grown... You know, that was a very brief time in their lives when they're both young. And they both come get gain some sort of closure around that. And that's all it has to be. And like that doesn't even have to be the focal point. The focus, the focal point is finding her, and 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 then and then we don't even have to see that. Frankly, the family can just be there, and then Grandpa and her go off and have a talk, and the family are like just twirling their thumbs. Like that could even be a comedic beat, and and uh, the Grandpa could come back and say like, and they're like, "Well, what happened?" He's like, "Oh, well, we we're both very different people than from when they, when we were," and. Uh, we it was not we exchanged email phone numbers or something, and we'll probably have it. We'll talk maybe occasionally, and then and Homer's like, "That's all it was. We spent five thousand dollars to come here and do all that." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I don't know." That sounds like a wonderful episode with some pathos and some character development, Robbie. Obviously, that's not allowed. Throw in some Benny Hill music in there. It's fine. Have a Benny Hill chase scene, and have them take Madonna home with them. That's okay. Eh, I could deal with that, but not Madonna. I don't. Is that like I never understood that so much anger about Madonna having a British accent? Who cares? Who cares? I mean, the British don't want her, so I'm sure they care. I know, but why are we so angry at Madonna? Like that, it feels like there's some like cultural like backlash to people being angry at her because she, oh my god, she put on a British accent for a little while. Who cares? I don't care. She's not relevant anymore. It was 2003. She was relevant for 20 years and then it ended. It's fine. I don't know why we have to be angry at Madonna. She had made good music. I like Madonna's music. Good pop music. I don't know. You don't like Madonna? 
I'm no, I'm fine with Madonna. I don't know why everyone hates Madonna. I just thought, hey, if you want a stupid joke to end the episode on, that's the one of the least offensive things about it. I mean, you can. I I think that's the like it just like why we got to make things a cartoon. Like it can't. Like maybe maybe the, the family has to do something grand to get her to get them meet together, and they keep having escalating problems doing that. That could be the the central conflict. If you need like an action heavy plot. It's right there. That's all it has to be. You don't need to run a carriage. Like, are you serious? Driving into... Okay. All right. All right, Matt. All right. That's my best. That's all I got. That's all we got. Let's move on. Let's let's see how... How did the, the public react to this, Robbie? Everyone just loved this episode beyond anything, right? Uh, that's a good question, Matt. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. Let's talk for comments of the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comes to news groups where, uh, cool. Look through the NoMersetNet forum the week after an episode debuted and see what they thought of it uh, about the episode. General consensus. People thought of the episode at the time. Simpsons fans at the time, especially. These are not just r- random average people. These are people on a news group, a forum in 2003. Uh, they like this episode, Matt. I would, they don't. I don't. I don't know if I would say they loved it, but they certainly liked it a lot. Most people thought this was a, a, above average or better. Uh, be, both three and f- both three and four out of five scores, which are better than the new Harry Potter and bland as Hugh Grant movies, both got roughly thirty percent, and then five out of five perfect score got sixteen percent, and then right about twenty five percent were two and one out of five. But most people liked it. Seventy five percent of people thought this was above average or better. Yeah, I, I got some reviews. I pulled some. Um, I wasn't expecting very much from the Regina monologue, so after seeing it, I was pretty satisfied with the episode. Sure, there are a few gags that missed their mark, but the ones that hit were funny. The ending being the most humorous. On the whole, it was a nice, solid episode. A B plus after the first viewing. Next review, three out of five. Not as bad as I originally thought it would be, but still bad. I don't. Okay. All right. A three out of five is not bad. That's good. That's a good score. That means you enjoyed it more than you didn't enjoy it. That's what that means. If you're calling something bad, you can't rate it a 3 out of 5. I think all the same people listening recognize that. A 3 out of 5 does not mean a bad score. It means above average. It means, okay, I liked it more than I disliked it. If you dislike something, it's a 2 out of 5 or lower. I don't think that's a crazy thing to say. All right. Back from my interruption. There were some great jokes, though, but I think they were outnumbered by how bad the story was after the roundabout. Episode would have been much better if the Abe story was the main thing. For some deranged reason, I like that woman British Homer. I'm so ashamed. Yeah, you should be. That's the appropriate response. And finally, someone who thinks a little bit more like us, Matt. After a very good episode, an episode that was mostly good, this one took the trend down a few levels. Homer's whining about America's greatness was downright irritating. The guest stars who The Simpsons just happened to run into every five seconds made this thing seem downright hokey. Plus, the sugar rush scene and the bill scene were already used a long time ago. The Simpsons is as The Simpsons does. Grade 5 out of 10, a D. Uh, He also said, today's translation, it was a lighthearted episode, which means let's lower our standards. Which that's a lot of people are saying. It's a lighthearted episode. It's okay. You don't have to grade it as harshly. Uh, eh, things make you laugh or don't. Uh, yeah. Poop. That's why. That's why. That's my grade, Matt. Hey, that works. Yes. Bad. We're going with is bad. Yeah. Um. We can move on to our next segment. It is time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. 
<gasps> Yellow? KBBL's gonna give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow? Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your favorite Lisa quote? Oh, Lisa. My favorite character. My favorite family member. Oh. Love Lisa. Uh, tons of great answers. Tons of great responses. Uh, thank you to everyone who responded. First from Michael. Like, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, that'll be my Simpsons tattoo if I ever get one. From Alex. Given what has transpired with the buyout, I think this is appropriate. Mom, romance is dead. It was acquired by Hallmark and Disney in a hostile takeover, homogenized and sold off piece by piece. Oof, yeah. From Benjamin, Ralph Wiggum lost his shin guard. Hack the bone. Hack the bone. From Lauren, always stuck with me because it shows you don't have. You don't always have to prove you're right. Uh, quote, because the myth of Jebediah has value too. It's brought out the best in everyone in this town, regardless of who said it, in noble spirit and begins the smallest man. Great episode. From Aaron, it's not funny, Bart. Millions of girls who grow up thinking that this is the right way to act. That they can never be more than vacuous ninnies whose only goal is to look pretty, lay in a rich husband, and spend all day on the phone with their equally vacuous friends talking about how damn terrific it is to look pretty and have a rich husband. Okay, I love it when Lisa That's gets what I was gonna say. Love it when Lisa gets fired up. It's fantastic. Uh from Matthew. Ha! These are my only these are my only friends. Grown up nerds like Gore Vidal. And he even he's kissed more boys than I ever will. Girls, Lisa. Boys Girls kiss, kiss boys. boys. <laughs> uh, from Jen, obviously her famous catchphrase, if anyone wants me, I'll be in my room. <laughs> uh, from Allison at Erethus1258, I had a cat named Snowball. She died. She died. Mom said she was sleeping. She lied. She lied. Why, oh, why is my poor cat dead? Couldn't that Chrysler have hit me instead? Can you continue with that? I had a cat, or I had a... A, a, a hamster. Gerbil named... Gerbil? Hamster named Snuffy. He died, he died. Snuffy, right? I don't remember. Yes, I, 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 that's why I'm asking you, Matt, because I don't remember. Uh, from, Denise, oh, okay. from Denise and Carmen at Simpsonology, five bucks? Where'd you get five bucks? I want five bucks. Fair enough. From Jessica, Jessica Ruiz, one... Bart, I will not learn ancient Hebrew. Uh, from Lauren, very popular. Oh, no, no, Robbie, you have to say it clearly. Bart, I will not learn ancient Hebrew. Well, that's why you're here, Matt. Lauren at Elkham 88. I am the Lizard Queen, which is a very popular answer. From John at Johnny Two-Tone. I'm not a state, I'm a monster. <laughs> from Jenny at Hippie 200. Uh, uh, Homer, it's like David and Goliath, only this time David won. Lisa sighs. I know. I heard it too. Here's some music. <laughs> I wish I could play the piano music. It'd be great. And play me and Benjamin. Woohoo! I mean, splendid. Uh, Brian yeah. at Brian J. Field. I've never been called fierce before. Strident. Hectoring has been tossed around. Uh, Jeremy at uh, Mike Sikowski. I'm going to probably mispronounce it every time. Mom, look, I found something more fun than complaining. I like that a lot. Uh, from Spike at Your Apocalypse, this is probably a left field choice, but I've been doing the family's books for years. I take what I need. Uh, really tickles me. Uh, from Kevin at Claudius Q. Nature Juice says all you need to solve a mystery is an inquisitive temperament and two good friends. And I've got an inquisitive temperament. Uh, finally, from James at James Warwick. Shut up, Brain. I've got friends now. I don't need you anymore. Uh, brain leaves. Uh, duh, yeah, I'd love to go to your house. I don't know. I, my dumb voice needs work, I think, Matt. What's your answer, Matt? I think it's pretty good. Uh, my answer, well, up until that last one reminded me of that quote, it was going to be, 
hey, a library. No, I can't. That's the old nerdy Lisa, <laughs> which, you know, obviously we've all had that thing. We're like, oh, I want to do something. Oh, no, that's too nerdy when we're trying to reinvent that, ourselves. That, 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 but there's no such thing, man. I don't think there's no there's never been a moment in my life where I've gone. Oh, that's too nerdy. I mean, some of us have had that. Well, we, we were trying to reinvent ourselves and then we eventually go back to being nerdy and eventually settle into it. But the shut up brand. I got friends now. It's just <laughs> I forgot about that. So I'm going to have to switch to that one. Sorry. Flip-flopper, Matt. Flip-flopping. Yep. I, I'm I'm torn myself between the the Gore Vidal, the... the yeah. That's I, I love the Gore Vidal, but also Hack the Bone. I My 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 recent, relatively recent fa- hockey fandom has made me appreciate Lisa on Ice even more, and Hack the Bone's pretty good. Sometimes you gotta hack the bone, Matt. Sometimes you gotta hack the bone. Sometimes hack- you don't. Get out of the way, man. Yeah, that's you, like oh, the get out of get off the puck. You need that puck. You got it. Um, next week's question: What is your favorite grandpa quote? In before Dickity <laughs> becomes half the answers. Well, obviously, <laughs> the Kaiser took our word for twenty. Um, I'll post this question on uh, our Twitter, which is at twi- at, uh, at Simpsons Show Pod on twitter uh you can email us at simpsonshowpod at gmail.com and i will post this question also on our patreon you don't have to be to be a supporter to answer the question it is a public post uh we can move on matt you and i can move on to our next segment it's time for the no google trivia challenge i am too smart i am too smart smrt i mean smart the no Google trivia challenge where matt and i each challenge each other with three trivia questions one easy one medium and one hard and try and stump the other I have a one-point lead on that through three episodes. But it's going to change today. I hope so I, hard. No, don't say that. No, it's not going to change today. I'm going to keep a lead. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to up a lead. I'm going to get even better. Give me an easy question, Matt. All right. Your easy question for today. Where does Skinner go to work after he's fired in Sweet Seymour Skinner's badass song? Um, Where does Skinner go to work? I haven't seen the episode in a long time. Uh, he, he re-enlists. What? He re-enlists? What? Yes. Yes. He, I'm not telling you where he goes to work, but he doesn't go back to work. He, he or he goes back to work by re-enlisting in. Oh, I don't know. I Matt, you're confusing me with your hints. Um, the army? This, the, yes, this is the army. Okay. Really? He does? Yeah. I don't remember any of this. Okay. I, I don't know. What how else happens in the episode? Well, let's not think about it too hard and go oh, on to the other Oh, no. No. This isn't good at all, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> if that's the case, so no. Okay. Um, your question, Matt. Your easy question. In Helter Shelter, why do the Simpsons go on a reality show? Uh, if I recall correctly, their house has to be fumigated. That So they can't live there for six months. That is an acceptable answer. You could have also said they need a place to stay. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So, like, yes, I that was that is the easy question, but yeah, that is that's that that you are correct. Alrighty. So, your medium question: What drinks does Flanders serve in the principal's office? Oh God, uh, drinks, uh, um, drinks. How many are? Can, can you tell me how many there are? There are two. Okay. One is a soda. Is it a, is but is it have a brand is a brand name soda? I think it's brand name soda. I want to say it's a brand name soda. And he has that and 
probably I would say milk or what is the Simpson? What is the cola? Why can't I think of the Simpsons cola, Matt? What's the Simpsons cola? Can I say Simpsons cola? Is that a good enough answer? No, it's not. Why not? Because <laughs> that's no. Okay, that's uh, milk and well, I can think of this. I can get it. Buzz cola, buzz cola, buzz cola and milk. I'm sorry, Robbie. It is slice or yuho. God dang it! I did all that work and I got nothing. You got nothing. <laughs> I remember Buzz Cola. All right, you're meeting the question, Matt. What's the name of the reality show The Simpsons appear on? Oh, um, what is it named? 1890s. Uh, 1890s house. No, I need an answer. Uh, sorry the 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 real life of the 1890s. I don't know. The 1895 Challenge. Oh, so close. Can't have Oreos. You're a hard question. Can't have Oreos, Matt. They were created in 1896. That's true. You can have Hydrox, though. Who wants Hydrox? Hydrox are the original. Oreo is the knockoff. This is a case where the knockoff surpassed surpassed the quality of the original by far. (laughs) That's true. Okay. Your hard question, what was Skinner trying to do when he was shot in the back? <laughs> I can't believe that this is from this episode. I Are you kidding me? He shot in the back? At the army? Mm-hmm. During Vietnam, obviously. Oh, uh, no, obviously, but I don't remember anything. I, I can't believe this is an, I like, I know this is an episode. I know everything happened in it, but, uh, is that the same episode with all the detergent? Yes. Okay. So you reference the I remember the de- the detergent uh, very specifically. I don't know why. Uh, he was trying to put clothes back on Joey Heatherton. You uh, are close enough that I will give you a point. He was trying to get Joey Heatherton to put on some pants. That's the same answer. What do you mean? You didn't say pants, and he, he's clothes. trying to put clothes on Joey Heatherton. He was trying to get Joey Heatherton to put pants onto himself. So I will give you one that's, point. No, that's what he was trying to. You're winning, okay? That's the right answer, though. I didn't. It's too vague. I need more specifics. I needed pants. You gotta. You well, you have to ask me that, Matt. You asked me to clarify. You can't just cut me off. All I right, s- Robbie. I see how this game is. I see how this works, Matt. All right. Mm-hmm. Fine. I see how it is. I give you the right answer, and I get partial credit. I get it. I got Joey. I got Joey Heatherton. All right, that's the hard part. Okay, I don't know how I did it. I don't even know who Joey Heatherton is. Neither do I. I assume it was fake. No, she's a real person. Oh, you think Joey? Do you think Joey Heatherton was a dude this whole time? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Who the hell is Joey Heatherton? Oh no, Matt. What, Robbie? What? She was a. She was. she was a singer and dancer. All right then. She was a very, she was an attractive lady. That's what she was. She was a sex symbol. I, I assume so of the of the time period. But okay, you're fine. I'm gonna remember this, Matt. Just let you know. All right. Three point question. I get ninety five percent of the question right, and you give me a point. Uh huh. That's what happens when you're in, when you're in the lead. Not fun, is it? That's not. I've never done that to you ever. Okay. Never. I would never do such a thing. When you get um, questions right, Matt, I give you full credit. Sure, Robbie. I do. Even when it's inexplicable. Like that, I can't remember what you remembered. Oh, you remember the name of the actor from the stupid Boy Scouts in the Hood with, uh, with, uh, what's his name? 
Oh, Sergeant Fatso Jetson. You did it again! You're insane, man. Your hard question. What is the final score of the hockey game the family attends? What? Sorry, what episode are we on again? What is your it's, the same, it's the same episode, Helter Shelter. Has it changed? Oh, oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, It is, they told the Skybox, they, they told the Skybox uh, patrons who's going to win. I want to say it is seven to three. That is incorrect. Ah, dang. It's five to three. The isotopes versus five, okay. the visitors. The visitors team doesn't even have a name. Seven to three? What hockey games are you watching, Matt? That seemed like a lot. But I was just going for it. Seven stuck in my brain. Joey's full. Joey Heatherton's full name is Davini Johanna Joey Heatherton. Wow. So you can see why she went by Joey. She was. She's. She's still kicking. Wow. All right. Seventy-five years old. Robbie, does this mean that you're up another point on me now? It does. It means I'm up two points on you. See, this is what your your hubris is getting you, Matt. Uh huh. Pride goes before a th- pride goeth before a fall. I believe uh, a smart man once said that. Is it like Jesus or something? Uh huh. Some smart man like Jesus. I have to give. I have to provide the jokes in this episode, Matt, because the Simpsons did not. Okay? Simpsons did not. Yeah. I true. have to. I have to do something. I have to try at least. I'm not saying I'm great. All right, we can move on to our final segment. The segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part show where Matt and I rank the episodes category of Lazy Watch chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. That's the sound. Bobby, is, this, is, this, is this worse than My Mother the Carjacker? Oh, yeah. It absolutely is. Okay, just making sure. I'm looking like down at our bottom. Like, where are the offensive ones start? I forget where we're at now. Oh, I would, yeah, this is better than those, but uh, I would say the offensive ones start with, uh, dude, where's my ranch? Yeah, so Brawl in the Family is just straight up bad. These, yeah, this is in that Brawl in the Family, Three Gays of the Condo, Tennis. I think it's better than Tennis the Menace. I think it is very, it's the, the Pray Anything, the Parent Rap. It's right in there. I, I, it's not as hateful. Tennis the Mess is very hateful. It's very antagonistic within the family, and it makes me upset. This episode doesn't have that, at least. Like, the family itself, they're not, Homer's not mean to the kids or Marge, and vice versa. Is it better than Pray Anything? Uh, I hate season 14 episodes. <laughs> Pray Anything. What is that one again? That's the one where Homer owns the church. Oh, um. It's also very bad. It's bad, but at least it has a plot. I think it's better than this. Um, not really, man. It doesn't really have a plot. It has Homer owning the church. That's not really a plot, though. I would. That's a little generous. Mm. Yeah. It ends here. I'm going to remind you how Pray Anything ends. It ends with a camera in heaven with God, Buddha, and Colonel Sanders. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. No, no, no. I'm okay. I forgot about that. <laughs> There's a I lot of other. T- I mean, it, it, and, it, and it ends with uh, it ends. It's up. It's it's above three games. No, sorry. Like, I mean, yeah. the parent rap. It's beneath the parent rap. Yeah, it's it ends with them on the roof of a church and like rain, and then a helicopter shows up and Homer gets. Yeah. Well, I think Homer gets struck by lightning like three different times that episode. Yeah, uh, right. as long as it's lower than Helter Shelter, I don't care where we put it because all of those are so bad. 
Uh, I think... Hmm. I think it is better than the parent rap. Bard of War... We just watched Bard of War and I've already forgotten it. What is Bard of War? What happens in Bard of War? It's the one with like the, the Boy Scouts knockoff. Oh, Calvary Kids. Oh, that's also terrible. Um, Things happen again. A lot of these is just like, oh, things happen. Like it's just not, it's just chaos for, for 20 minutes. It's not particularly funny. Um, whew, boy, these are sneakers. I don't know. Um, Which would I, re- here, which would you rather watch again, Matt? This versus... Any of these. Bard of War. Would you rather watch Bard of War again? I would or? rather watch Bard of War. Really? Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. I would say this is a better than... Okay. That puts it... I would put it right below Bard of War then. I think that's a good spot. Yeah. I think Bard of War has slightly more entertainment value. Like, a minute amount. But not a lot. It's terrible, though. Regina monologues. The new number 283 on our list. But we are not finished with it yet, Matt, because we have to decide if this is canon, which I think a a viewer recommended the title for this segment, Shot Out of the Canon. Do we shoot the Regina monologues out of the canon? Yeah, there's no reason this needs to exist. This is dumb and hurtful and no, there's there's no reason we should even have this. I need this a cannon. Canon. I need to get a cannon sound effect just to you do. Just we get I I'm going to go watch a uh uh Homer Palooza again and we'll get Homer's getting shot out of cannon. It'll be the noise. Um yeah, Rodonald Logs not a part of the canon. This never happened. The Simpsons did not go to England. They did not talk to Stony Blair or JK Rowling. Never happened. All right, Matt. Uh, we we're we're back to the top of the list for something a charming, happy memory of our lives, and that uh, we're down to episode three on our list of best episode ever, and that is summer four foot two. Speaking of fantastic, tremendous, transcendent Lisa episodes, summer four foot two. Absolutely, it's canon. I'm not even going to ask you. No, there's no reason. It absolutely is canon. Summer four foot two is fundamental. To Lisa's character, I think. Uh, you could easily watch it and get everything about Lisa. Understand her perfectly. Summer 4 for 2. Yes, it is part of the canon. Does not get shot out of the canon. But my... Well, the, the, the vaginal monologues. It's terrible. Not part of the canon, officially. Uh, you can find this stuff on our website. I need to, I need to set up part of the, the canon. I don't know how to do that, Matt. I mean, I need to figure out how to format all that stuff. If it's part of the canon or not. But uh, that's on our website, thesimpsonshow.com. There's links to everything, to our Twitter, to our RSS feed, to our Patreon. If you want to help out the show, throw us a couple dollars. We obviously appreciate everyone who does. Um, Our next episode, Matt. I'm sure another great one. It is The Fat and the Furriest. Oh, the bear episode. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. a bear episode. I mean, I love bears. I do too. But, But this episode, bad. (laughs) <laughs> why bart versus elephant it was good and there's an elephant in that hmm. okay i'm I'm trying to bait matt he's not he's not taking it um that is done that is hungry and just wants this to end i'm also hungry so that's probably a good idea uh that's next week you guys can watch it with us if you want and it's the bear episode of course it'll be good i'm i'm optimistic matt sounds like he's very pessimistic about it i say it's gonna be great we're gonna have a great time uh, but we'll talk about it next time. 
before you go, you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. And my website is RobbieDorman.com. Includes links to all of my stuff, all my other podcasts, and to my horror novels. My newest is The Split Circle. It's about an exiled American who must investigate a soccer death cult in a small town in Eastern Europe. You can get it on Amazon.com and read it for free with Kindle Unlimited. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Yes, and in this time of horrible need, what we don't need is any of my thoughts because they'll be about this episode and they'll be bad. What instead we need is adorable, adorable kittens. And it turns out I've got six of them that need homes and also an adult cat that needs a home. So if you go to Kitten Turns on Instagram, K-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S, you can see six of the cutest possible kittens there have ever been. And they all need homes. But, you know, act fast. There aren't a lot of kittens these days. So, you know, they're going quick. They are cute. I can vouch for that much. They're extremely cute. They're very cute cats. Uh, That'll do it for us today. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And keep watching this episode. Shh.